Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the eagle eye, Bill Serna. Now, it's time for Rollin' Eagles football pregame show. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, bringing you the pregame show of your Rowlett Eagles as they're taking on the Wiley Pirates at Wiley High School in Wiley, Texas. And of course, the pregame show being brought to you by the Bullet Experience. No matter what it is, they're going to bring out the best in each and every athlete, not only athletically, but they also are building champions on and off the field. Now, whether it's the type of training that you need for football, whether it be soccer, basketball, volleyball, the Bullet Experience is the place you can go to get that kind of training. Train with the professionals, whether it be Jerry, Melvin, or Terrence Bullet. You can get that over at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett, just on the outside of Waterview. And of course, you can come in contact with Melvin Bullet, the guy that gets it all set up for you and gets you where you need to be at 214-326-7853. And of course, we thank them for their sponsorship of this pregame show. Now, your Rowlett Eagles there are doing very well, folks. They are sitting at 5-0 and and, of course, undefeated within district and having a good season so far. you got to like what you see as far as the Rowlett Eagles are concerned and where they are. And I am, too, as I sit and I watch where they are and how they have improved from game to day, game to game in reality. That is what I like the most. And when you take a look at what they have done so far this season under the head coach, Doug Stevens, you know, they, they have made the playoffs every year since he's been here. That's something to always look up on it. But it all started back in August when they took on Boyd over in that new McKinney Stadium and they got their first victory of the season, 45-21. to 21. And then they came and unfortunately had the cancellation of game number two against the Rockwall Yellow Jackets. It broke my heart, I'm going to tell you, uh, because that time I, I, I really wanted to see that game and we did not get that game and since it was an out of district game unfortunately that game was not made up then and that's because of the lightning and the weather and the next week on September 14th it was no different it almost did not go off as well but it did at a late hour but we did it anyway and the Raleigh Eagles got the victory over the Plano Wildcats 24 to 17 then it was time to get into district on September 20th over at HBJ Stadium as they took on the Neyman Forest Rangers and they got that victory 48-14. to Then the tough one. I mean, and, and, you know, this may sound weird because I'm going to tell you the score. But this was a tough game. Say whatever you want. 
On September 28th, over at Williams Stadium, the Rowlett Eagles took on the North Garland uh, Raiders and got the victory there, 33-13. to And that led us up to the game last week as your Rowlett Eagles took on South Garland and the South Garland Colonels, and they got the victory 40-20 to in that game. The last time they were on the field before the Rowlett Eagles had the bye-bye-bye. Yes, I did it. I'm sorry. But... They were on the bye last week, and it's been a long two weeks since we have been in the booth. But let's take that trek back to the last time they were out on the football field, taking on South Garland over at HBJ Stadium. They were the home team, as both of those teams play at HBJ Stadium as their home stadium. But again, Rowlett was on the home side. South Garland was on the other side. And your Rowlett Eagles really took care of business. This was a game where they knew exactly what was coming at them, and that was the running game. But also getting up to a 28-0 lead uh, at halftime was something that was really good for them. The Eagles were able to stop the Colonels on every drive in the first half to where, obviously, they didn't get up on the board, which set up for what they were going to do in the second half. But... The South Garland Colonel's defense was there. Even though it says that it wasn't, it was the offense that was not getting the job done because the Eagles were so fixated on exactly what was coming to them. It didn't matter if it was the running back. It didn't matter if they were set up in the Wildcat. It didn't matter how they were even going to try to throw the football. The Eagles were right there in that game. Uh, but in the third quarter, it was a difference. In the third quarter, the round led Eagles had everything all set and ready to go but gave up 14 points in that third quarter but that wasn't before the Eagles got up on the board for a seven in the third quarter and then the Eagles outscored the offense of the South Garland Colonels seven to six in the fourth quarter which led to that 42 to 20 victory again folks it wasn't the easiest thing that was out there to get done but your Rowlett Eagles when they took on South Garland total number of plays was really kind of crazy when you think about it but the South Garland Colonels were running the ball for a small amount of yards they had a total of 53 plays in that game compared to your Rowlett Eagles only 39. So you're looking at a 14 play difference, but the Eagles did do a lot with the ball when they had it. In fact, if you look at that number of the total number of plays, 16 of those plays were for first down. And, you know, that is huge compared to the first down on the other side for the Garland, uh, South Garland Colonels with 15. The Eagles also only had one penalty in that game. The penalties were coming from the other side. South Garland were flagged 12 times for, and I will tell you, that came out to a lot of yards and a lot of times that this team was moving backward in order to move forward, and it just didn't happen for them. Um, penalty yards, the Rowlett Eagles, it was a 15-yarder. 92 yards of those 12 penalties uh, were against South Garland. So when you looked at that number, you, you, it was one of those things. But Chase Paul in this game, he got out to a start. He didn't have to do a lot, and sometimes that's good, sometimes it's bad. 
but Chase Tupal in reality was 9 of 14 for 234 yards, an average of 26 yards a throw. And folks, that is humongous when you think about it. Nine completions, average of 26, huge numbers, five touchdowns. Not only that, guys, a quarterback rating of 147.3. It is. It was really good, and on the high school level, that is close to as perfection as I think that you're going to get. But a good game for Chase Tupal. Not only that, when you looked on the other side, as far as the rushing game for the Rowlett Eagles, Chauncey Amos, 11 carries for 64 yards. He averaged almost six yards a carry. His long was 19, and he got in for a touchdown as well. Jerry Evans with the catch for three yards. I'm going to tell you that the stats that are coming to us from this game, I think were incorrect because I think he had more. Uh, but, uh, but that was in the rushing games. They used him one time for there, but I thought he got his hands on there a couple of times more. That having been said, Chase Dupal, um, eight carries, 56 yards for the Rowlett Eagles. And also Alex Rout, who got into the game and we didn't necessarily even catch it. Um, on the call. Actually, Sonny did catch that. It was one rush for eight yards. It was, I think, the coach was actually talking to Chase Tupal about something that they were going to do, and they brought in Alex Rout to run the football. And then Hunt with three rushes, six yards, one rush uh, for five yards for Josh Expo. Total of 142 yards on the ground, and of course, most of those came from Chauncey Amos and Chase Tupal. Looking at the receiving in this game, Chauncey Amos had one for a touchdown. He got one reception for 15 yards. Three catches for Jerry Evans. He had uh, three catches, 91 yards. He had two touchdowns. Uh, King had two catches for 23 yards. And Hall, he had two catches for 105 yards and two touchdowns. And let me just tell you, the just the combination of Trevon King and Antonio Hall, those two guys are juniors. We're going to see them next year for the uh, Rowlett Eagles, and they will be a main part of that game. So that's going to be exciting as well. Jerry Evans, again, uh, the senior uh, uh, in the receiving. We won't obviously see him, but he is having a good year. We'll talk about the overall stats a little bit later on in the show. But all-purpose yards, it was led by uh, Jerry Evans with 94 all-purpose yards. And, of course, those came on the those three catches, 79 of them uh, for all-purpose yards for Chauncey Amos as he got uh, 64 yards rushing and 15 receiving for that total of 79. Um, then the number after that goes to Tapal as he had 56 uh uh, all-purpose yards, and that was rushing the football. They don't count passing yards as all-purpose. So just to keep everybody aware of what was going on in the game. On the defensive side, of course, you take a look at guys that were all over the field at nine tackles uh, for a couple of players. Hines was out there for nine tackles as well as Canyon was there, and many at eight as Henderson was there, Wade, Franks, 
as well as Gale, and also Tito was out there with uh, eight tackles. So, and three tackles of losses for your Rowlett Eagles, one coming from Wade and Gale and Willis. So, lots of good numbers there as well. The Rowlett Eagles also had a fumble recovery um, out on the football field, and there was a block uh, on the kick, which the Eagle Eye predicted very early in this game as they were getting up off the snaps very, very well in that game. So um, kickoff returns for your Rowlett Eagles. They only had two kickoff returns, uh, and that was for a total of 36 yards. Punt returns, different story. They were uh, 36 uh, yards uh, kickoff return, uh, 21 of four. Hall and Henderson had 15 as well. So looking at those numbers and looking at where everything happened in the game, um, a good game for the Rowlett Eagles to go on the bye. It's always good to go into the bye with a victory. You can say whatever you want about that, but when you go in at a victory, it really does help the motivation and the setup for the next game for the Rowlett Eagles to be, and also obviously the all-important time to heal for players with some nicks and bumps and bruises or and or injuries, of course, as they move on. So uh, that game against the um, the South Garland Colonels was one that was huge for the Rowlett Eagles, and it was one that they needed uh, in reality to go out and do what they did out on the football field, which, in fact, if you look at it, of course, when you're 5-0, and that's always a good thing. Being undefeated is always a good thing. But uh, that also being said, the Rowlett Eagles, where they were and what they did out on the football field is all important. Now, the last time the, uh, the Wiley Pirates are out on the football field, they took on the Lakeview Centennial Patriots, and this was a game where the Pirates got out really quick in the first quarter and scored 21 points on the Lakeview Centennial Patriots, which in reality would have been enough to win the game if they didn't score the seven points in the fourth quarter. The Lakeview Centennial Patriots did blank the Wiley Pirates in the second and third quarter while they scored 13, uh, a total of 16 points during those times. So um, that having been said when you looked at those numbers and what you were looking at going into the into that game the Wiley Pirates a total number plays of 62 what does that tell you this is a football team that likes to rush the football and we'll talk about that in just a moment when I go over those stats but at the same time with the uh, uh, the Eagle Eye Bill Cerno when we kind of recap what we are, are uh, uh, recap the game from South Garland as well as look at this one. Uh, but a total number of first downs for Wiley were 16 compared to Lakeview Centennial's 11 and also penalties were they were pretty even 5 for the Pirates and 6 for the Lakeview Centennial Patriots and then those yards on the penalties the 5 Wiley had 49 yards and the Lakeview Centennial Patriots had a total of 50 yards on those totals. So when you looked at Wiley, their quarterback, Rashad Dixon, he was 7-17 uh, for 
a total of 92 yards and only one touchdown. And why is that? It's because we got yet another team that rushes the football. And what I mean by that, folks, 42 rushes for 225 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Most of those came from uh, Caleb McRae. He's a senior. 14 rushes for 91 yards. He didn't get in the end zone, uh, but the two-headed monster that is Rashad Dixon, he had 14 rushes for 104 yards and two touchdowns. And they also used and um, utilized their junior at the running back posi position, Malik Ford, 10 rushes for 21 yards and a touchdown as well. Uh, Sheffield had three rushes for six yards and Austin, one catch for, our uh, rush for uh, three yards. I said catch. It was three rushes for six yards for Sheffield. Receiving the ball, Caleb McRae, one catch for two yards in that game. Five catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown for Ali. We'll be looking for him, number 11. And again, Malik Ford uh, had one catch for 29 yards. They are trying to bring that young man as a junior into this game. And when we talk about that, I want you know, 10 catches, 21 yards, and a touchdown. And also using or uh, in in the rushing game and using them in the passing game. Those numbers as a junior. This is a team that will rely on this young man, and we will talk about that next year as when Wiley will go over to HBJ Stadium to take on the Eagles next year. We will be talking about Malik Ford during that time. So, so looking at what's coming at us, we know what's coming at us. We got a rushing game, whether it is uh, uh, a uh, quarterback rushing the football or just a regular running back. And the Rowlett Eagles have been able to stop teams that are really one-dimensional all through this season. So when you look at that kind of thing, it's going to be huge. Uh, total tackles for the Wiley Pirates. Jalen Lindsey had nine, but then also Andrew Williams had nine tackles. And after that, it's a bunch of guys out there that uh, got involved with uh, tackles. Patrick Amos uh, had five as well as four for uh, Kulu and also six tackles for Ryan King, the junior. So we will look at them. There was only um, hurries. They got four hurries on the quarterback of Lakeview Centennial, and those came from four different players, Akulu, uh, Scroggins, Adamson, as well as King. So, And they also had two interception in the, interceptions in that game against the Lakeview Centennial Patriots as well. They also had a blocked punt uh, out on the football field and a recovery of a uh, fumble and causing of fumbles um, were out there too. So looking at this team, defensively, they're a strong football team. We'll talk a little bit again about that with the Eagle Eye, Bill Cerna on that as well. So looking forward to this game. This game happens on a Friday. Let me give you just a clear warning about what may happen in this game as far as our broadcast is concerned. Right now, they have a radio broadcasting that covers the Garland ISD that says they're going to be there. If not, we'll be in the booth. They only have a certain amount of time to get there and get set up before they will give us that booth. If not, we may be out on the patio like we did over in Rockwall a couple of years ago uh, for this game. Or we may be do the first time 
be what is called a roaming call. And what I mean by a roaming call is, is that the Eagle Eye and uh, Sonny Clark may be out, out roaming the field. What I mean by that is finding different positions to where we can call the game. The Eagle Eye may be on one side of the uh, stadium. I might be on the other, whatever the case may be, because this is what we'll do because we want to call these games and are going to call this game, whether it be in the booth, whether it be in the stands, or whether we'll be roaming, or whether it will be as we're out on the patio. We will find a way to bring you the action that is going to happen in this game one way or another because we are just that dedicated at what we do we may not get the booth but we will bring you the call of this game and that will be how we handle things out on the football field uh through our play again we hope to be in the booth if not we'll be roaming if not we'll be on the patio somehow some way sonny clark the hardest working man in sports radio as well as the eagle eye will be bringing you this game that having been said of course that's going to take us up to our first break here on the pregame show as your Rowlett eagles are taking on the wiley pirates and of course this pregame show being brought to you by the bullet experience located at 8900 princeton road in Rowlett, just on the outside of waterview you can also come in direct contact with melvin bullet to at 214-326 7853. Again, folks, there are a lot of things that you can use. We could talk about equipment. I'm going to tell you right now, the Bullet Experience has the state-of-the-art equipment that you need in order to make sure you can be the best that you can be, whether it be air hydraulic jumpers, the run rocket, or the 360 resistance coil, or the AD6 uh, uh, air air dying bike or power uh, just what you need like rowers or even a sand pit you can work with these kind of things in order to increase what you are trying to do and you can get all that at the bullet experience again 8900 princeton road just on the outside of waterview or give melvin bullet a call at 214-326-7800 63. We're going to hop into our first break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about your Rowlett Eagles, where they are, and what's going on within district. We'll talk about, of course, the standings and everything within district, as well as later on bring in the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna for his segment as we finish up the pregame show with him. So we'll take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles. Radio Network will be right back. The Jerry Bullet Training Center, located just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett, Texas, is the place to go for your kids to get the proper training they need for their athletic skills. Ran by the Bullet family, Jerry, Melvin, and Terrence, all professional athletes, you're sure to get the training that your kids will need for their success. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or stop by their locations from the hours of 5.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. until 8 p.m. at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett, Texas, just outside of Waterview. 
At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychainlees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costlo Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Also insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? There is nothing that beats good home-cooked barbecue. Since 1941, Dickey's Barbecue has done all the cooking and you take all the credit. Whether you want real Texas brisket, Virginia ham, southern pulled pork, or fall-off-the-bone ribs, Dickey's Barbecue is the place to go. Choose from our favorite sides of barbecue beans, creamy coleslaw, potato salad, jalapeno beans, and many more. Come see us today at our Rowlett location, 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target Shopping Center. Whether you want to eat in or take it home, we will fix you up. Don't forget, for your next event, call the catering guy at 972-345-6424. That number again is 972-345-6424. Come visit us today at 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110 in the Target Shopping Center. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dickies Rowlett. For lip-smacking, rib-tickling, knee-slapping, foot-stomping, great-tasting barbecue, come see us at Dickie's Barbecue today. The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? 
How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62 because these decisions are so important. My firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com. And welcome back into the pregame show of your Rowlett Eagles as they're taking on the Wiley Pirates over at Wiley Stadium, of course, in Wiley, Texas, as your Rowlett Eagles having a good season this year. Say whatever you want. I really wish we got I, I know I say it a lot and I'll continue to say it all year long. I really wish we got that rock wall game, and it wouldn't even mattered if we would have won, but just to get a good look at that football team, as every year it is a great rivalry. Of course, I call it the over-the-bridge rivalry, and of course, everybody in the district obviously thinks it's the Saxy Mustangs, but really... I, I go back to what I say, and I, I stand by it. You know, I want to see the over-the-bridge rivalry. That having been said, we didn't get that. Your Rowlett Eagles, they're taking on the Wiley Pirates here, of course, on Friday uh, on the 19th of October. And then next week, your Rowlett Eagles, they uh, will be at HBJ Stadium as the Garland Owls come in for their game. And that is the uh, homecoming game for the Rowlett Eagles against Garland. Then on November 2nd, the Rowlett Eagles will be at HBJ Stadium, but they will be on the visitor side as the Lakeview Centennial Patriots have the home side in that game. So you can sit and you can be ready for that one. We will be calling that game as they, you know, what side they'll be on. So everything that I'll say as far as positioning of players will be on the visitor side. So just so that you know that. Kind of keep it in realm of people who will be in the in the stands listening to the game. Then the Rowlett Eagles finish up the regular season against the Saxy Mustangs. That game will be coming to you from HBJ Stadium. So the last three games of the season will be at the friendly confines of uh, HBJ Stadium until we get into the playoffs. And we'll talk a little bit about those playoffs and things. Of course, the Eagle Eye, using the eyes that he has, keeping an eye on the teams that your Rowlett Eagles could face going into the playoffs but that having been said when you take a look at the Rowlett Eagles and where they are let's take a look at the standings those all important standings uh, for the Rowlett Eagles as they go into this now there has been some changes to the order of what's going on and uh, as far as that is concerned that's because of the type of things that have been going on as far as points scored within district and we'll talk about that here so in 6a region 2 district 10 that's where your Rowlett Eagles play uh the Saxy Mustangs they are three and three overall but 
It's that all-important district number, and that, of course, being 3-0. and And the difference between the second-place Rowlett Eagles at that same 3-0 and mark, even though they are 5-0, and it's about how many points are allowed in the game is when they figure out the standings. So the Saxe Mustangs in those three games have only given up three point, uh, 33 points in those three games. So that having been said, when you look at that and you take a look at the Rowlett Eagles, they've only given up 47 points within district. Now, when the teams went in and started playing within the district, those are the, the, the teams that Saxe faced uh, to have those 33 points. It started against Wiley. Um, it, mark that. It started against playing uh, against Wiley, where they only gave up 27 points. Um, so we see what what happened in that game, where your Rowlett Eagles are taking on this football team. Uh, Saxe gave up 27 points, scored 43 on Wiley, just to give you an idea what we're looking at. But then they only gave up six points to the Neiman Forest Rangers. And then last week against the Garland Owls, they gave up no points. That is the reason why the standings are saying the Saxe Mustangs are in first place within the district. And then the Rowlett Eagles only given up 47. In third place, are those Wiley Pirates? They are two and four overall, but they're two and one within district. So they sit all alone in third place at two and one. Then it goes to one and two teams: North Garland, Naaman Forest, Lakeview Centennial, and the Garland Owls, all at one and two. So you've got a total of uh, five teams. That are mark that four teams that are shooting for the last spot. If of course the season ended right away, who would be there? So as it stands with the one and two, it's North Garland who have only given up 64 points out on the season. Then followed by the Name and Forest Rangers with 71, Lakeview Centennial with 83, and Garland with 120. And then um. The South Garland Colonels, 0-3 within district. They are 2-4 overall, but the overall important number is district, and unfortunately, South Garland is at 0-3. So that's where the standing set for the Rowlett Eagles and where they are. So, And also, when you take a look at some of the games that are happening um, that this week, on Thursday, the 18th, it's going to be North Garland taking on the Saxe Mustangs. So, again, we'll follow this game because that all-important games that they points given up will be the differential if Saxe wins and the Rowlett Eagles win. So, but they take on the North Garland Raiders. And again, folks, we talked about that defense being for real. Saxe will have a, uh, a, a challenge coming their way. That will be an interesting game. We'll talk about that game when we go on air on how they ended in that game. Then uh, the other game, that's the only Thursday game this week. Then 
over at um, Williams Stadium on Friday night. The Lakeview Centennial Patriots take on the Garland Owls. Then over at HBJ Stadium, the Neiman Forest Rangers will be taking on South Garland uh, in that game. So, again, South Garland with no victories within district. Um, they're going to be trying to make a run for it at that time. Then, of course, our game also on Friday night. That game happens at Wiley uh, as your Rowlett Eagles are on the road for the game this week. So an exciting thing happening for the Rowlett Eagles as they move forward. And uh, when we look at the teams and we look at what's going on, we'll look at what's going on as far as the uh, stats are concerned for the Rowlett Eagles. And these are the overall stats that we'll be talking about here um, as we move forward in this segment. The stats, they don't necessarily mean a lot, especially when a team is 5-0, but you get an idea of what football teams are like. And what I'm talking about is, is that it is a balance attack that you're getting from your Rowlett Eagles, more so than a lot of teams where you see that are a rushing team. The Rowlett Eagles have both. They have that balanced offense. And I'm talking about Chase Tupal. Chase Tupal, 62 of 115. His pass percentage as at 53.9 and I've been told of course that's not a good number I'm I'm not completely lost to the fact that 53 uh, percent passing total is not very good but I will also tell you as a guy that watched these games every single play so far this season is is that sometimes he needs a little help and that means uh, dropping the ball um, dropping the ball and I'm going to tell you if he got some people not dropping a lot of balls out there that percentage could very easily be at about 75% and I'm not even joking and that would be a good number. 884 yards passing for, for Chase Dupal. He's got 11 touchdowns to only two interceptions in uh, that number only one interception in district play. So that's also something that you got to keep your eyes and ears open for as well when you take a look at that. Now rushing the football. Overall stats, Chauncey Amos has 68 rushes for 386 yards and six touchdowns in five games. Now again, you look at those are not outstanding numbers, but that goes back to the balance from the passing to the uh, running game. Uh, he's averaging close to six yards a carry out on the football field. And then Chase Tupal, he's no stranger to running the football as he is 40 rushes for 110 yards and two touchdowns as well. Alex Rutt, when he came in, uh, 10 rushes, 85 yards. He's got three touchdowns for the Rowlett Eagles. Uh, Trajar Hunt, he has 12 rushes for 51 yards. And then uh, Josh Expo, 12 rushes, 43 yards. He's got two touchdowns out on the season. Jerry Evans rushed the ball about five times for 28 yards as well. Receiving the football, Jerry Evans leads the team with 413 yards on 27 receptions. He also has six touchdowns. That is an average of about 15 yards a catch. That is always good, especially on third down if they can deliver the ball. Antonio Hall has 15 catches for 301 yards. He's averaging 20 yards a catch, and he also has three touchdowns out on the season. Trevon King he has 15 catches for 127 yards. 
yards. Chauncey Amos, four catches for 51 yards and two touchdowns. And Seismic, three catches, three yards odd on the season. So when you look at those numbers and where they are, big-time numbers for the Rowlett Eagles on that balance attack that they are getting and all set. Uh, so you got to like the numbers. You got to like what they are about ready to go into as the Rowlett Eagles and taking on uh, the Wiley Pirates. Now, the Wiley Pirates are no stranger to a lot of things that they do. And that, that having been said, of course, when you make a comparison on the football field, we again. This is another this is another team that we know what will be headed our way. There will be a rushing attack heading our way. And say whatever you want when you are that one dimensional. These Rowlett Eagles say, "Listen, if you're going to come to us with only one way, we're going to stop you that way." And so far this season the Rowlett Eagles have done that. But when you look at the overall stats, we can talk about their quarterback, 58 of 104 for 667 yards, eight touchdowns, four interception for Rashad Dixon. Okay, now Mason Long uh, came in for a game. He was 18 to 38 uh, for, um, and he also comes in as well uh, during the games. This is his overall numbers. He's not your set game. He hasn't set in for a whole game, but coming in uh, when he has to. Mason Lang, 18 of 38 for 218 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions as well. So that having been said, what is this team about? It's about rushing, and Rashard Dixon leads the team at the quarterback position in rushing with 62 rushes and 375 yards and six touchdowns. That's an average of six yards a rush. But again, the Rowlett Eagles will form and swarm on two players, Rashard Dixon and Caleb McRae. He has 32, catch, uh, 32 rushes for 130 yards. He doesn't have a touchdown out on the season because they use Malik Ford. Malik Ford, 15 rushes, 77 yards. He has three touchdowns rushing the football. The rest of the team looks like this. Austin, 13 rushes and 61 yards. Sheffield with 14 rushes and 60 yards. Cole with seven rushes and 46 yards. And six rushes for 21 yards for Sepola and Ortiz. Two rushes for seven yards uh, for the rushing team. Now, they have more guys that did more rushing, uh, eight and six yards for uh, a, a bunch of other players. It's uh, other names that we could call in this game, Perry, Lang, Lewis, and Loveless, just to give everybody an idea. The receiving for this football team will be looking at Ali. He has, catched, uh, he has caught 33 yards for 400 yards and six touchdowns. I got a cat by the name of Ali. Um, but uh, Malik Ford, 14 catches, 184 yards. He doesn't have any touchdowns as Urbano has four catches and 93 yards and two touchdowns for uh, the Wiley Pirates. Then Henry with five catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Eight catches, 68 yards for Ortiz. Four catches, 67 yards for Cole. Three catches for 29 for Alstead. McRae, three catches, 14 yards. Uh, three 
catches for seven yards for Perry, and then uh, um, about three players with one catch. That's Sheffield Loveless and Mantegesto. So that's what you're looking at for your Rowlett Eagles as they move in, looking at the numbers and looking where everything is uh, for this football team as they move forward into the season. We'll be taking a look at a lot of other things as well. Uh, for the Rowlett Eagles as they move forward, we'll talk about a lot of things such as with the Eagle Eye, what we expect in this game. We'll review what happened in the game last week, uh, actually not last week, two weeks ago because the Eagles were on the bye. Uh, so we'll talk about that South Garland game as well uh, with our next segment where we bring in the guy that sits on my left, sometimes right, and maybe in this game we might be on one side of the stadium uh, and he might be on the other side. When we come back here on the pregame show, of course that's being brought to you by the Bullet Experience, we'll bring in the Eagle Eye Bill Serna here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles. Radio Network will be right back. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Raleigh Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggies Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat 
and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus, two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett, give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation. Restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice and your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is the free game show of your Rowland Eagles as they're on the road taking on the Wiley Pirates. Now, just to let everybody know, Wiley's not any further than Williams. It's not any further than uh, Homer B. Johnson Stadium. So I expect the fans to be filled up on our side, on the visiting side, up there for this game. But that having been said, I got the guy that sits right to the right of me. He may be sitting everywhere on me, depending on what we may or may not get as far as space to pull this game. It is the Eagle Eye. Bill Sonny, how you doing, Bill? Good, Sonny. How are you? Are you saying that we're doing good? You saying we, you saying we might have to be sitting in the stands? 
we, I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, we are waiting on someone to make a telephone call. And if that call goes through, we'll have a spot. If they don't, we'll be figuring out how to do it, Romy. But never fails. We'll be out there. We'll call this game somehow. Sounds good. Yeah, so that having been said, let's talk a little bit about the bye week. I mean, hey, you went, you had a vacation. You know, let people know where you went and what you did on the bye week. Well, uh, I was actually uh, down in the Bahamas. I took a cruise with uh, our uh, team, the Carolina Cobras. We uh, went to cel- uh, took the cruise, celebrate our championship win in the NAL, and uh, uh, spent about five days down there. So I had a lot of fun. Is it good weather for that? I mean, because we heard about all the hurricanes and everything going around there. Yeah, the hurricane was up more near the panhandle, so uh, it passed us uh, um, to the west of us. So, yeah, no problems at all. I, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm fighting off a huge sunburn right now, so uh can't complain about it because while I was going to sunburn, I guess here in the Metroplex, it was bad. Yeah, I, I don't know how bad it was here, except I knew I heard about it because I was in Arizona. Now, the sun wasn't shining uh, to where I got a sunburn, but it was nice over there. So it was nice to get away uh, during the bye week. And, of course, everything was on the bye, as you informed us as of uh, last week. But let's hop back to that game as your Rowland Eagles. We haven't had an opportunity, really, to talk about what happened. Uh, the Eagles get the victory 42 to 20. But really, in reality, when we looked at that game, it was exactly what we saw as far as North Garland and Naaman Forrest. These were, and even to that point, the Plano Wildcats. These are really one-dimensional football teams in the running game. Um, and that's what we saw as far as South Garland was concerned uh, in, you know, the last time we were on there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, they, they did run the ball. The difference with this uh, South Garland team was that they, they got some success out of it, uh, uh, running the ball, especially in the second half. They had a few uh, uh, long plays uh, um, to uh, get those 20 points. So uh, definitely, um, uh, you know, even though the, the score the score looks like a very favorable for Rowlett, I, I know Coach uh, Stevens wasn't happy to give up those big plays there in the second half. And it was Turner that really did it. 30 rushes for 250 yards and two touchdowns as well as he also caught one as well. But, um, you know, that Wildcat was working really good for Turner. And D.J. Williams, three of six, uh, you know, 50 yards and one touchdown pass. So, obviously, a one-dimensional football team that really kept up. But Williams, nine rushes and 27 yards. Really, the only two touchdowns in reality to talk about um, as far as that's concerned, even though they got the victory, got 20 points up on the board. But what I found interesting in that game is, is how the Eagles got a lot of people involved in the passing game. I mean, of course, we had Chauncey Amos, Chase DePaul doing what they did, rushing the football, combining for 115 yards, uh, mark that, 100 and, uh, uh, 110 yards. But, you know, the receiving yards, Hall, Evans, Trevon King, even Chauncey Amos got one for 15 yards. It was a good spread, you know, as far as getting the ball around to a lot of people, whether it be running or uh, throwing the football. Well, and South Garland really gave that uh, gave that uh, um, gave that up, and then uh, kept the passing lanes open, especially that slant uh, up the middle. Uh, DuPaul really yeah. had a field day with it, you know. To, 
his, his offensive line really kept him upright and was able to just uh, uh, be able to get that ball in that slant all night long, and then the receivers were able to uh, be successful, and, and even over the top a couple times. So, uh, you know, it's a great job of the offensive line to uh, get uh, to Paul the time to be able to get that ball to the receivers. Now, uh, and before we get to this week's game, talk. we're going to talk a little bit about the district that the Raleigh Eagles uh, could be facing and things of that sort. And um, we saw the Allen Eagles get the victory against the Plano East Panthers. Uh, so we kind of see where the direction of that district is going. So right now, as the Raleigh Eagles are actually in second place based upon the points allowed, uh, but still 3-0 and within the district, uh, we see what's going to end up really kind of happening over there because I don't foresee any changes except to see the Allen Eagles and the Plano East playing, uh, Panthers on top within that district. Yeah, I think that's pretty uh, uh, set up the way it's going to uh, finalize there in that district because uh, your cream of the crop was your Plano East and your Allen, and, and with Allen really coming out and just smoking them uh, uh, on the offense, and you know, uh, get getting what I think it was seventy six points uh, or seventy two points in the game, they really uh, showed just that they are the cream of the crop, not only in their district but uh, just in six A alone. So it looks like it's the first two teams are really uh, set there in. Um, uh, in that district, and then uh, after that, then you know you have it uh, rounding out. Who's going to be your number three and number four seed? So uh, you know it, uh, it really comes down to how Rowlett uh, finishes up their district. Whether they're going to be playing Allen in the first round, or if they're going to be playing Plano East in the first round. Yeah, seventy-four to thirty-six in that game are pretty much a rollover in reality for the Allen Eagles. And it's no great big surprise since I was sitting in Arizona. You know, the, the popularity of Texas high school football is amazing. It, they have a national show, uh, Bill, on the Fox Network just about Texas football. And now there you know, the other few smaller big areas that are actually big on high school football. It's mainly a focus in on Texas high school football, which has really been, you know, I, I know I was shocked when I came in 2005 what the, you know, you know, how big it really was, whether it be the football games all the way down to the cheerleaders and how young they start everything out. I mean, a national show on the Fox Network in reality in the sports uh, department, uh, a nationwide show. So, I mean, you know, wow, amazing what Texas high school football has become. What the combination of that television show made it a nationwide big time thing to talk about. Yeah, you know what? I'm not surprised because I came from the outside looking in. Uh, coming to Texas, but uh, you know it's growing. It's growing with with uh, you know the online presence. It's growing with uh, the 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 growth of cable TV. But it's just it's the way of life that that it is out here. And you know I'm always posting on my Facebook. You know at the stadiums we call the size of uh, the attendance that we see and um, friends from all over the nation from from Carolina to Arizona to to uh, any other place are always surprised on, on the background and and the, and the setup that it, you see with high school football out here. I mean, where do you go? Where where as a visiting team, you get police escort wherever you go. Um, uh, so it, it's just it's just that's the way life way life is here. You know, at the, um, you know Friday Night Lights really opened up the eyes of, of how Texas football is and. and 
you know, the traditions and, and, you know, it, it goes beyond there. And then we're going to see that with this Wiley team this week. Uh, same thing, you know, the, the traditions they have uh, there, uh, you know, and, and, you know, just the different traditions they have to what we have to what other teams have. Definitely. Taking a look at the standing in 6A, Region 2, District 10, that's the district year-round at Eagle Play. Saxe is actually on top as they've only allowed 33 points. Uh, on the season in those three games, Rowlett is in second because they've given up 47 points difference and two touchdowns over the uh, course. So, so right now, Taxi on Rowlett on top, followed by the Wiley team, who is two and one. Um, and those two games, obviously, the victories within district. But really, you've got a big time landslide. We've got four teams that won into North Garland, Name of Forest, Lakeview Centennial, and the Garland Owls followed up then by South Garland. So we got that traffic jam at one and two, and the games that are going to be, these games that are happening this week, uh, North Garland is taking on Saxe. So uh, that one and two team, uh, yeah, if they can get the victory, that would be a really, really good win for them. And then Lakeview Centennial, they take on Garland. So uh, a victory for Lakeview Centennial will put them in a pretty good spot. But really, Damon Forrest, and South, a big-time game in reality for Neiman Forest to continue with what they're doing. Uh, so those teams that are wrapped up at one and two are not even playing each other this week. So it could be really interesting to see where that number three and number four spot will be at the end of this uh, weekend. Yeah, we'll definitely know a lot more. And, and same with the uh, Rowlett and, and Wiley. You know, uh, Wiley's uh, two and one in the district. And um, we're three and zero. Oh. You know, this is going to um, either put us in the top two and, and and pretty much just make us comfortable there, or it's going to put us right back in the middle of the group if we don't uh, if we don't win this game uh, against Wiley because it'll put us at three and one. Put Wiley at three and one. You're going to have a couple teams that are two and two. So I mean, in, in realistic, you know, we'd be one game out of being out of the, out of the playoff race. So, you know, it, it's an important game. And uh, not only is it just because it's Wiley, but just because it's uh, uh, it's, it's going to put us set up in, in the standings of, of where we're going to end up. And also, you take a look at Wiley's game on Friday. It's supposed to be rain all day. We hope it clears up by the time uh, we kick that football off. Um, and right now, uh, we got a 90% chance of rain on that day as well. The wind's not going to be a problem, but when you have a combination of a little wind and rain, the wet makes it really cold. But really, in reality, it's about the wind of the ball. And that's going to be a difference here in, in the game as well. So uh, gaming control over the ball, I think, is going to be big, whether it's the ball is in the air uh, from Joe Paul firing it across the field or obviously staying in the arms of the running backs. Yeah, you know, it, uh, because yeah. of the way the weather's been for the last five or six days, you know, it, it's really going to play into uh, uh, the play calling of, uh, for both teams. You know, it, uh, uh, Wiley tends to throw the ball quite a bit, too, as, as you know, they're about 60% pass, 40% roll. So it, it could definitely uh, make a difference on uh, – on their play calling to it as, as we've seen just with the stats so far if they get their running game going uh they're a tough team to beat 
And, and there's a little bit of balance, you could say, as uh, 58 of 104 for 667 yards and eight touchdowns for Dixon. Obviously, looking at Chase Chappelle, what he's done, he is 62 of 115 for 884 yards and 11 touchdowns. Uh, so the balance in reality, but really in reality, when you're looking at Wiley, this is yet another football team that does like to rush the football, and but there will always be that opportunity for them to throw the football. So I think that's why the weather, I think, is going to be a big factor in this game. You know, how the run will go for both teams in reality and who will feel necessary to end up throwing the football and how much of a chance that will be in reality, too. Well, and knowing some background with uh, Wiley, Bill Bill Howard is his team. Um, they run a lot of the same offenses you see with Ralph Led. You're going to see a lot of similarities between the two offenses. So, uh, really curious of how that you know the weather is going to factor into the game plan, uh, game calling. I think that is going to be really huge as far as that is concerned as we move on. And, you know, a lot of guys that have rushed the ball more than 10 times, a total of five guys that rushed the football. Um, So we'll keep an eye on that. Rashard Dixon, obviously, is that two-headed monster. uh, Rushing leads the team in rushing as well with 375 yards and six touchdowns. Um, followed by uh, Caleb McRae with 130 yards and three touchdowns for Malik Ford. So, and that guy's a junior. We'll be calling him next year as they go over there uh, to um, to uh, HBJ Stadium next season. Uh, hopefully, everybody the the alignment will stay the same to where we'll get Wiley at home. So, you know, looking at this game, I can give us an synopsis of what you think that we'll end up seeing in this one. Well, I think you're going to see a lot of, um, uh, of uh, what's his name? Oh, shoot. My name has just gone blank. Um, uh, of their receiver, Ollie. He is actually a, a Washington State uh, uh, signee. Um, uh, big on the offense, on the receiving side of it. But he uh, he covers a lot of ground. And, uh, yeah, Don, Donovan Ollie is his name. And, uh, we're going to see a lot of him. I think uh, – uh, it, it's kind of like what we saw with uh, Cumbie uh, with Plano. I think they're going to do everything they can to get uh, Ollie into the game any way that they can. Definitely. And so looking for the running game, I'm looking for the Raleigh Eagles to you know, start off on the ground, obviously. And if they have success, I don't, I don't foresee a lot of the ball in the air in reality. But here's one of the things. Chase Paul's going to have to fire that ball more so than leave it up. I think that would be a problem as far as that's concerned. You know, leaving the ball up in the air too long could be an opportunity for the defense of the Wiley Pirates to um, get, you know, set and ready to go. So I think this one's going to be the best one, at least to date. And obviously, a new team within district and new rivalry that hopefully can be built up because these are close teams. I mean, Saxe and Wiley. Um, and then, of course, when you throw away Rockwell, if we get the opportunity to play the game, so many close teams. Uh, you know, teams outside of the area of the district of Garland. It, it, it's really interesting how the whole thing has shaped up to where it is today. But I think this is going to be maybe the most entertaining game that we'll have all year long up to this point. Well, and the, what people may not know is that uh, uh, Wiley and Rowlett were, were, were kind of a rival. They've actually played 11 times um, 
they just haven't played since 2011. But uh, in that, those 11 times that they've played, Wiley's won 10 of the 11 games. The uh, only time that uh, Rowlett actually won was in 2004 uh, when they won a... Um, uh, 42 to 24. So that's the only game that Rella has won in this series. But they used to play every year, uh, and it was actually lower divisions. This is before we got into 6A. This was in 5A and, and in 4A. And, and uh, so they used to play sure. quite a bit. Um, but like I said, they haven't played each other since 2011. So familiar backgrounds. Um, uh, you know, Coach uh, Howard has been with the team since 2004, and he's got a great record. Uh, in those 14 years, as he's uh, going into the season, he was 57-36. So, you know, at, uh, he, he's been part of this uh, um, this history with Rowlett. But uh, this will be an old rivalry that's uh, that's going to finally get to put back together again. Yeah, and not only that, you know, like you talk about, you go over the uh, time when you, when you, uh, you know, see where guys come from as far as where uh, Coach Stevens has come from. Uh, he knows these teams. He knows where they're coming from. And he knows that he got them from Saxe. So when they played Saxe and Wiley as well, all that was in there. So Coach Stevens knows a little bit about this guy as well. So that's to keep an eye because uh, Coach Stevenson uh, came from Saxe. So going to be a good one. Like I said, I think the most entertaining game of the year. And folks, if you want to know, um, back on October 5th, uh, head coach Doug Stevenson was in studio for that nationwide show. If you put in coach Doug Stevenson uh, and Rowland Eagles, you'll be able to see the five-minute interview. Of course, that was back in October um, of uh, last year. So, uh, yeah, or j- just actually just a couple of days ago, this past weekend. And I didn't see that. So that's what made me mad. That was the week before. So uh, kind of cool to get the opportunity to see that hop on. So that's going to do it for us. Unless there's anything else you think that we need to cover here uh, for the game against Wiley. No, I think it's going to be a fun game. Like I said, you you have a couple of offenses that are very similar to each other. I think the big difference is going to become uh, uh, come on the defense. So you know, it, uh, uh, Wiley has been doing a lot better the last couple of weeks. They've been getting their running game going. So let's see how the Rowlett defense steps up. All right, so that's going to do it for us here on the pregame show. Of course, the pregame show being brought to you by the Bullet Experience. And make sure you head on over there just on the outside of Waterview, uh, right over there at 8900 uh, you know, uh, Preston Road. So get that checked out. Uh, we thank them for the sponsorship. So that's going to do it for us. So for that, Eagle Rifle Center, I'm Sonny Clark, the Hello, this is Sports Radio. We'll be on Friday night as your Eagles are on the road taking on the Wiley Pirates. We're out of here, everybody. Bye-bye.